I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help, the only advice podcast that has ever mattered in the whole wide world. <laughs> um, you know me, it's Matt Bronger, and I have a very special guest, uh, someone I don't know very well, but I'm a huge fan of hers, and we've hung out backstage, I think uh, entirely in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. That's where I know her um, Yeah, probably. I'm not legally permitted to work in the United States, Okay. Um, so I cannot on the record say we have met there, but yeah. Okay, well, but you could come and do shows in, in like you could do like sets. No, actually, no. They At the border, they say that we're getting paid an experience that could be going to American performers. So we actually have to always lie at the border. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, know, I learn crazy. something new every day. Uh, or, or every, <laughs> excuse me, every day and every time I talk to a, a performer from a different country about the Moors, you know. But oh my God, Sophie, it's so Sophie Buttles is your name. And yeah. uh, if people don't know you, they should, because uh, you're you're so funny. But um, Oh, thanks. Sorry. That's so nice. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, so we... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, I know that you liked my one rape joke, which has really kept me going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just leave it at that. Just let's not yeah. explain that at all. <laughs> you know, let's just... No, you, yeah, you have this had this phenomenal joke about um, the, the 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 awful gymnast coach uh, who was drugging those women, those poor women who were girls at the time, and then but you had underage a, a, women, underage. Thank you. Oh, still so creepy. Um, that term, it's like uh, it, that always makes me think of uh, David Tell's joke about the magazine barely legal. He's like, doesn't that make you almost a pedophile? Now? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, could you do like a, a, a like a just give the the cliff notes of that joke? I could probably do it. But. Oh, I think it's just that like if someone is spending their whole life training to become a gymnastics doctor, like that's a red flag. Like, yeah, it's not basically. a job that non pedophiles are interested in. Yes, right? and then you then you list the the other by Pedophile. by numbers yeah. the pedi- by rape, the, the rape rapist job. rapist jobs, and I won't yeah. give those away if you want to know what but they the are. But the number one to... spoiler. The number yeah. one is Australians. <laughs> yeah. The way, the way you said it was Australians, like just uh, claiming a, claiming a, uh, an award for them, which definitely yeah. broke me up. How long have you been? <laughs> I was heard about the, the, the upfrontness of, of certain Australian men. They're like, you know, about that root, which means like want to have sex. It just means like, you know, like how about that root? Like how about my dick? Which I was like, oh. <laughs> guy I, I was thinking about the 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 guy who's just like you know i just ask him it's like oh so you just ruined someone's day that's cool For you dickhead <laughs> yeah they're like women r- women really appreciate the upfrontness of me um harassing them yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like i just i don't waste time no you're just impatient that's all it is <laughs> and 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 sad and gross what have you been uh have you been up to lately any uh any shows um, or what's What's your life right now? Well, it's been kind of weird because in Canada, stuff is opening um, because it's appropriate to open. Like now our numbers are super low. Like in, sure. in my whole, you know, the whole West Coast of Canada, there were like 10 new cases in total yesterday. Okay. So it's like, it's pretty chill. Your stuff is starting to open up, but people are still nervous. Like I haven't done this set in like three months and yeah, I'm it's really weird. Like I, this is the biggest break that I think most of us have ever taken 
from stand up. So yeah. I'm just like at home, just doing dishes every day. I just do dishes. Yeah, and same. Then, you know, wander around. Mm-hmm. I, like my my boyfriend and I, my boyfriend was kind of trapped here with me in Vancouver for a couple months, and we we've never lived together before. But we were in my apartment together, kind of did that, and then now that it's kind of safe to travel again, he just went back to where he's from. So now I'm just alone. Like I don't even know what to do with myself. I just create dishes and then do them. And like, you know, experiment with drugs with my friends. Yeah, great. We've had a couple distance hangs where you're like eight feet away from another couple, like in our backyard. (laughs) And that's actually not terrible. I I do like that. I do like the fact that the health experts are like, if you're outside, you're fine. Basically just not, you know, tit to tit, just not like, (laughs) you know, like mashing your face, like dancing together, even in like a, a body of water. (laughs) <laughs> which I think is just wild when you see footage of people that are just like like sweaty and and red and just dancing around each other and they just don't have grinding. Well, yeah. Well, so I live Steam. I live in Vancouver mm-hmm. and I go for runs and it's just like completely packed at the beaches. Like everybody is super close to each other. Nobody's wearing masks at all. Right. And like it's kind of okay here, but mm. you know, it's happening everywhere in America. And it's like, I, I mean, I spent today listening to a bunch of episodes of this podcast and it's really fun. And oh, I was I was listening to one, I don't remember who the guest was, but somebody had called in with a question that was like, if you were to live somewhere that wasn't the States, where would it be? And I feel like usually Americans say Canada because sure. it is like pretty similar. Yeah. And I think about that all the time because it, it is kind of the same country, except just mm-hmm. because we're so influenced by America because we don't have a lot of our own stuff going on and, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but I've always thought that there was going to be like a mass migration of Americans to Canada, especially now because, yes, you know, it is, it is like safe here. Like it is like a mm-hmm. very stable country. And I've always felt that like in America, like Democrats and Republicans are, are basically at war. Like it seems like, a, it seems like two different countries in America. Mm-hmm. And now to have a president that's also like, especially polarizing to those two groups. Like I literally have been just waiting for, I don't know, a civil war or something like. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that the, the, I think I would, I will say our, our media is definitely addicted to fueling that war. So it looks to us and to the rest of the world, I don't want to say worse than it is because it is really bad, but Mm. it's that thing where it's just, they're kind of feeding this monster and going, why is this monster getting so fat? And I'm not that person that's just like, (laughs) that's just like, oh, the media, but it's just like, they are going to go where the money goes and that's going to attract eyes and that's going to attract advertisers. And so, I mean, anytime there'll be like something like, oh, they're going to get rid of this this monument to the Ten Commandments in front of a state court. That it's like, well, that's a state court, separation of church and state. You can't have the Ten Commandments. There'll be, you know, let's just say six people that are like, do not take it away. And they're like, <laughs> a protest. It's like, that's six people. Stop putting them on the news. Stop it. And it's always, you know, you could, you could, it's wild. Like Black Lives Matter protests had to number in the millions before they were like, oh, what's this? Strange. I, I thought they were doing some kind of a cookout as the black people <laughs> You know, it's wild how like, just like a couple Looney Tunes white people will just scream and flail and they'll be like, we have to let their, their voices are special. Look, come on, just well, turn yeah. the cameras on them. But, and, but the thing about the media being such a part of it is that like, that is 
something that Donald Trump did bring to the forefront of the conversation. Like right. I personally wasn't think I like certainly fake news, like never even mm-hmm. came into my mind. And I right. think like what what of the dangers of Donald Trump is the few things that he says that are technically correct. Right. And like like the media being, you know, biased and instigating stuff and polarizing, it is true. Absolutely. And I will say the genius of Donald Trump is that he will claim something is true and it's true, but he's doing it. It's the funny yeah. thing. It's like they're trying to rig the elections against me. I mean, you know, like, mm, no, you're well, you're yeah. rigging the like you're working with the guy that's rigging with the elections. Like, well, that's stop. what he does. He just he projects the stuff that he's doing onto other people, which is true. Like literally totally. like of course he does it too yeah he absolutely does i will say like yes i my thought was people will will, would flee en masse to 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 canada but it's like i have friends who have like looked into that and like i've crossed the border many many times and your personal history gets vetted like a mofo and like the amount of oh sure but it's just like the amount of people who are just like fuck it i'll move to canada and it's like you will dan you have three DUIs. <laughs> They're not letting you in, man. You know, there's there's stuff I mean, that's like people just think it's easy. Like you talked about Canada as it's at like as it it, it takes a lot of you know um, influence from America. You know, and I think that's true. But also, I do think Americans take Canada for granted in a huge way. And like, <laughs> I respect Canada for you know its healthcare and for how it's kind of just this country that is its own chill country that is chill enough to not constantly yell we're number one which my country does oh patriotism (laughs) we don't we don't really have patriotism but i think that that's something that's that's more american than it is in other countries like certainly like a lot of european countries like patriotism is is seen as like annoying and kind of like arrogant and in your face like Like there's a, there's a saying, I think it's in like Australia, the tall poppy thing where it's like, if a poppy is growing too high, it gets cut off. Oh wow. So it's like yeah. if someone is like, like acting too grandiose about anything, it's just like, it's inappropriate. Whereas yeah. like you go to America and there's like American flags everywhere, which I think totally. the American, you're just used to it. But like, we don't, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I can go a week and not see a Canadian flag. I know. But I think there is, I think people, Canadians, like a lot of people I know from Canada, almost all of them, like they really love Canada, you know? Oh, of course, of course. But you know, I'm not going to fucking put a label on it. (laughs) Well, I know. I I will say it's like, if I waved a giant American flag, it would, it would be under the auspices of, it's a great idea that we haven't (laughs) lived up to as much as we should have by now. I'm always really curious, like, do you think that Donald Trump will win again? Right now, I don't, but it's a guarded I don't. Uh, Mm -hmm. I always just think that guy's going to slip through because I always look at who's got, who, who benefit, if, if, if really, really rich people benefit, that person's got a real good chance, no matter how bad they're doing. And well, those are, but this is what's so interesting is like, Mm -hmm. I feel like at this point, now that his, even his base is dwindling, it's literally going to be only really, really rich people benefiting off of him. So if he wins, it really does show that establishment and, and money has mm-hmm. more weight than absolutely anything else. That's true. And that, and that is the, that is the massive test for us. It's like, do we love, live up to the, the ideals that we supposedly stand for, or do we just kind of cash it in? Like I saw this article today that was like, uh, investors consider what will a Biden presidency be like? And I'm like, fuck them all. <laughs> like, I'm an investor. I invest in things. I have stocks. 
I don't give a crap if I lose money, if Biden, it's like people's lives are at stake. And of course, Biden is not fantastic. He's kind of just like, all right, Uncle un Uncle Joe just is way better. Let's put him in there. But like, ugh, just that idea that it's just, it, it really is kind of like, all right, well, there will still be kids in cages, but I'll make dough. Well, I just don't want thing. my Avalon like, stats I, to follow, you know? Were you, were you um, like a Bernie supporter? I was and and yeah. are and but also I see Bernie's flaws too. Sometimes I see like I don't know how he would get a lot of the things he tried to get across. You know the fifty yard line. I don't know how he would get him there. But yeah, you know? I think like the argument for stuff like that though with Bernie and like even Elizabeth Warren is sure. that like if you're aiming for something, you're changing the the scale. So right. wherever your goal is, you're going to get closer to that than if your goal is closer to reasonable. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Obama would always say we can't let perfect get in the way of, of good, you know, and, and that's that's frustrating, but it well, is. Yeah, but it, you know. it even applies on like such a small scale, like like for me and for like other writers and creative people that, that have been stuck at home in isolation, like it's very hard to be just creative in your little apartment and stuff like that. And yeah. the thing that I keep trying to um, tell myself is that it's better to make something than to make nothing. Thank so you. even, even if something's going to be bad, it's better to do something than to do nothing, which is such a, it's so small. Uh, and I, but I, like, needed, I think that's my philosophy on life. <laughs> no, I needed to hear that Sophie. Like, because it's like, I just need, it's like, I every day try to do that, but just to hear from someone else is like, Oh, good. Cause you, you, you really have to just kind of, you know, let it all out. Even if it's just taking a dump, at least you did something, not a, not a real one, but you know, like a just you you've been writing. Creative all, dunk. all of this is terrible. <laughs> at least I made this thing, you know. And you could have someone kind of look at it. I have you been doing what I've been doing, where you just call creative friends just to kind of talk. And obviously, yeah. your friends like to talk to them, but you kind of get going on a little bit of a riff and just well, yeah, it just enriches yeah. you. Well, podcasting definitely helps. Like I have a podcast okay. too, and like like talking to people, just having a, a kind of focus energized conversation even for an hour does does get kind of the juices flowing but i like have been i mean i'm sure you've written pilots a million pilots sure. no not <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i've been i was like working on my outline for my pilot for i don't know a year six months or something sure. and then now and i i write for a show in canada so i don't really have a lot of writing energy while i'm writing for a show because right you know it's so much creative writing energy already it's hard to do your own project mm -hmm. and then during off season which is like now that's kind of usually my time where I can you know tour stand up and work on work on my own writing and I've been so uncreative that it's been really hard but I really I forced myself to finish a draft of my pilot and it's so bad and I feel it's like so embarrassing like sending it to your manager like oh this is what I've been working on for a year and it's like yeah but it's like it's something instead of absolutely nothing and it's like absolutely like, and you're too uh you're too close to it so you you it's good you have that person just look at it and it i i really doubt it's it's as shit as you think it is you know it's pretty bad like it's like <laughs> <laughs> like it's objectively pretty bad like for one thing like it's based on like me and my cousin who are very close mm -hmm. and my manager was like oh the two main characters are kind of the exact same person but we are kind of in real life. So now I'm trying to figure out how to like make us different people, which, but that's right. like, that's one thing that talking with my creative friends has really helped me with. It's like, I just have to emphasize our differences, Yeah, which is, which is a good thing to figure out for character development anyway. 
Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it might not be as hard as you, as you think it is. I, I'm sure it's like as, as close as you and your cousin are as, as two very similar people. There's, there's certain things she probably hates that you love. And it's just as simple yeah. as that, you know? Yeah, totally. It's just find the little things. One of the best pieces of advice I got before this thing hit was just to write them, just work on the most insane idea you can think of. And so I have like this show idea that's I've never, it's like this over the top bananas thing. And then I, I wrote a horror uh, script with a, a friend of mine. Kind of, yeah. And, and, and it's. Honestly, it's, I think that, I think that Jordan Peele has started a new comedians writing horror trend because I yes. think that it's the same skill. I think that it's the same yes. amount of building pressure and building tension, but it just really, instead of, instead of a laugh, it's a scare or it's nothing and you're left with the tension. Yeah. I think it's the same skill. I think it's the same muscle. I never thought of it that way, but that's exactly right. And I think that's one reason probably I would say, you know, people that love comedy also love horror because it's that yeah. same kind of- We love that, tension. That, yeah, we like, we, like, we like tension and build and release. We like uh, the, the, the escapism, even if the escapism is, is to somewhere horrible for a little bit because you eventually leave the theater or turn off your TV. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, actually, so I saw Get Out in Canada <laughs> when I was doing shows in, uh, in Toronto and where they called it Get Out, which was very cute. Um, my boyfriend had never seen Get Out, so we watched it, I rewatched it during quarantine. And I get, I get, I love horror movies, but I get very affected by them. I get very like scared afterwards. Yeah. And I remember being in my apartment after we had just watched it and literally being like, like my boyfriend's white like I was like oh my god the white is gonna get me you know what I mean like, like <laughs> the monsters just, just <laughs> so whoever funny. it is it'll scare me <laughs> you're like can you just put a mask on and leave for like a I, know, I, I can't <laughs> there's enough for a hotel I'm sure what they'll of, sterilize what, it what kind of horror movies do you like do you like like um supernatural paranormal stuff or do you like the monster what scares you yeah, I mean, I would say yes to both. It's it's kind of just, I just really like a well put together story that's not insane. It, I, I like stuff that's over the top. I like stuff that's kind of slow burn. Uh, as long as it's just really well made and you can tell the person is really into making this this thing. Um, Did you ever see the, I think it's called Martyrs? Oh God, no, I've heard of it. Yeah, really, you haven't? Okay, really so effed is, up, right? Yeah, I heard it, it's like it disturbing. Easy. It's the scariest thing that I've ever seen. Like, you know how most horror movies, like something really scary will happen or tension will happen and then it'll cut to like a day scene and then you're like, Ooh, okay, we can relax for like a couple seconds or something. Uh -huh. So Martyrs, the very first scene is the scariest thing you've ever seen. And then it only gets scarier incrementally after that. Okay. Like, like it is the, the most terrifying thing there is. Okay, well I have to see it now. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, you have to. Got it, yeah. That's I, I I you probably do the same thing as I do though, where you'll watch a horror movie and you'll laugh at something being so horrible or so <laughs> so scary or so messed up. Like not in a way of ha ha, that person got their head cut off or whatever. But no, just you just like, have all this air inside like, oh, of you. <laughs> whoa, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I I like fully hide, like I try to only see a tiny bit of the screen. Like I'll yeah. I'll get I get really scared. Well, I it's funny. I gave I gave platelets today, so you can see my little wrestling bars or stripes, <laughs> uh, which is you basically just you have a needle in each arm, and they take some of your white blood cells out, and then they put your blood back in. Um, so, but it takes two hours. So that's like a like an for working out and stuff. No, 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 no. I gave it's like giving it's giving blood. It's oh, giving, you're just giving blood. You're I donating. They don't put it's, it back in you? 
they put they take your blood out they put your um your blood and plasma in this kind of spinning apparatus and they take the white blood and cells like out. separates yes right, okay. and then they put your blood back in you so then you just have less but white they blood keep cells which your body regenerates so basically if okay. you have if you have cancer or you're undergoing cancer treatment it's very hard for your body to uh create its own white blood cells so i donate so people can especially kids with cancer can't really yeah so. that's really nice well, yeah, thanks, but I, I get to watch a movie for two hours. But I was watching like this Japanese horror uh, series that's on Netflix um, at the thing, and I'm watching. I'm just like, oh, don't, no, no, go in there, no, ah, ah. and like this, like the nurses are coming over, like, are you all right? I'm like, no, 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 it's just this funny. She shouldn't have gone there. And then they kind of lean on me. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. But it's like, I, and do you get to pick what movie, or is that just what they put on for? No, you pick what you, you have. There's you can choose Netflix. They also have like oh, okay. do, donated like first run like Blu-rays too. So well, and you're in this sure. big like, like kind of like lazy boy chair kind of thing. It's a pretty sweet rig, you know. That does sound pretty sick. I definitely thought when you first said that all of the blood was getting taken out of you and then put back in, I thought you were doing like it's not steroids but like athletes are oh. not supposed to do that where you get like extra blood put in your body and they can't like detect that they did that oh god well there, there, there's that and there's also like rich tech dudes that get like young blood put in them you know like i'm i'm 45 Ooh. years old so if like i was hooked up to like a 20 year old stud i'd probably be like oh it's just good you know <laughs> but like i hear that's a thing people do that, did you that even, billions? It, what's that did you ever watch billions oh i love billions yeah. Is that what they did? They had people coming in with things and rig them all up, like when they're no, no, that was for hangover remedy. That's like a vitamin. Okay. You can get that in Las Vegas if you're that hungover. Really? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's kind of like what they hook you up to if you get like alcohol poisoning. My friend got alcohol poisoning, and uh, years ago, <laughs> and then at the I walked out of the hospital the next day like no hangover. So I was wow. Like, you should at least get a little. You should feel like crap for doing that to yourself. Yeah, that feels very American. <laughs> Like only in America. It's very American. It's in like, other countries, you just have to be hungover if you. You just have to be hungover, and your 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 country is drinking beers three times the size of ours and still going to work the next day. You know, of course, you learn a lot from Canada. <laughs> well, are you ready for the first call? Yes. Okay, I'm 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 glad you're here with your Canadian expertise and um, <laughs> your and your amazing comedic mind. Uh, and so, like I tell all our guests, I don't know what these calls are. Um, I don't know what they're going to say or who they are or anything. So just, uh, I love that you're taking this journey with me. So roll the first call, Renee. Hi, Matt Bronger. Um, I'm a big fan of both of yours. Um, my name is Lauren. I'm a mom and a person. Um, <laughs> I am going to be losing my job on Thursday and um, I make um little stuffed animals in my spare time and i just like give them away to my friends and their kids and stuff and people have told me that i should open an etsy shop um it's not going to bring in enough income for me to not work anymore or anything like that but um do you have any name ideas um i don't really know how to sew i just do my best and try and give them cute faces so i was thinking something like imperfect pals or I don't know, flawed friends or something because they're not like well done uh, art projects. Um, so if you have any name ideas, that would be awesome. And I have one other question. We got one of those inflatable pools uh, from Amazon. Have it in my yard. And um, my kids always want me to swim with them. Like, what do you do in the pool? It's like, 
I go in the pool and I stay there for like 15 minutes and like we like play around. Like I, I don't know how to have fun in a pool. I don't know why, how they can stay in there so long. Um, but yeah, if you have any advice on either of these topics, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. So you can, you take the first, uh, whack. Okay. So I have an idea for a name, Barely Bears. Pretty fun. Nice. And I'm, I'm actually like, I only shop on Etsy. So this is a really great call for me. I've been, I've been an Etsy advocate for a really long time. And I saw, um, I think it was Drew Barrymore did like a little love letter video to Etsy a, a couple months ago, because a lot of small businesses have obviously been suffering. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have switched over to Etsy and Etsy is like, it is the most amazing website. I've been off of um, fast fashion for a couple of years. It's my most, you know, smug voice thing that I say. <laughs> and I, I get everything. I get all my clothes. I get like home decor stuff on Etsy. And it's amazing. Like everything that you order, they buy the carbon emission offset thing for you it like supports small businesses. It's like, it's like people like this who are like have like a side hustle going, but you can really like create a business through it. I'm Etsy is like the most amazing website ever. That's awesome. Yeah. My yeah. wife loves Etsy and I, I love it too. I just, I haven't used it that often, but it's, it's, it's great. So what would you say to the, to the, the swimming pool question? Um, I'm myself just a floater. I like to just float and like read a book or just be floating, take a nap. I, I'm not really a strong swimmer, so mostly just float around. Well, I mean, I think that's that's the interesting point because, you know, she's talking about uh, an inflatable pool. We have one. It has a little bench in it, and you just – it's like $100, and then you fill it up with a hose. And How big is it? Like, I'm not like a kiddie pool, right? Like a more it's, like... A, it's like an adult-sized kiddie pool. Oh, okay, So it's okay. maybe like 10 feet across, and then it's got a little inflatable bench built into the side of it, so you just sit in there with like a drink or something. Just it's cool fantastic. Off. And to, to her, her question about what, what do you do? You do what Sophie said, you float, you sit, you read, you know, you play with the kids some and you can be like, all right, you play on that side, mom's over here. I'm gonna do my thing. You know, I'm gonna read my book or just sit in the sun. And also I think you gotta set your own boundaries. So when they're like, get in mom, sure get in, but then you're in there as long as you want because you're the mom and just be like, and that's my time. I'm gonna I know sometimes, sometimes you gotta be like, mommy doesn't play today. Mm -hmm. And you just got to do your own shit. But there's also like, there's a lot of stuff on Amazon that you can get that like, like pool games and stuff. Like I saw one that was like kind of like a beer pong thing, but for in the pool, mm -hmm. you can get extra, you can get accessories. That's great. Beer pong in the pool. How fun. I would, I would say the only with the, yeah. And Etsy thing, like maybe approach it like you can make a living at it. Just don't count on it, but be like, I'm going full bore with this. I'm putting these out there. I'm going to yeah, try to. De debut them with like a a, a, a a social media plan or something you know plan it out yeah like job. well join join a bunch of like facebook groups that are are about mm -hmm. like little homemade things and like get on reddit and like find those people like you just have to find your little online communities because those people are the people who buy it and spread the word and have fan bases for it too in the same way like comedy like you want to do stuff with other comedians you know yeah absolutely you gotta you you <laughs> You got a network. I mean, I had a, a really crappy agent once. He was, a, he was a, actually a really good agent, but he was a, he was a dick. And, um, <laughs> and he, said, he said, like, you know, it is a business of relationships, which struck me as odd because he was a dick. But I will say almost every business is a business of relationships. So yeah. look at it that way. And honestly, if, you're, if your friends are 
uh, good people. And I think they probably are because you sound like a good person. Uh, like I'm, I'm sure they're serious about how cool your little stuffed animals are. And I'm sure people will enjoy uh, how, as you describe it, imperfect they are. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's good. The, the world has its share of factory made stuffed animals. Yeah. People like perfectly symmetrical love, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, will yeah say, I love barely bears. I will give an option because mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend, my, my wife is from Massachusetts and she ordered a bunch of um, uh, New England seafood for us to have, because we always go away for the July weekend. It, we take like 10 days every year and we go somewhere else. And obviously we can't this year because it's the most time she gets off from her job. So we're like, we were going to go visit her parents in New England. So she's like, oh, let's get some seafood. And so we got, we got some lobsters and we got, uh, I know, and we got these things. Uh, they're, they're, they're cohogs with the giant, giant clams. And they have like breadcrumbs and butter and, and sausage and they're baked on top and they're oh called stuffies. So I think Ooh. stuffies is probably taken, but I think it's good because it could just be like, they're just, yeah. Like you'd be like, well, your stuffed animals are not symmetrical with my, <laughs> you see, they're not stuffed animals. These are stuffies. Okay. Are it's an entirely different uh, uh, brand and, and, and genre of uh, <laughs> um, cuddleable figurine. So, well, well another animal. thing, another thing that might be good is like if she's if you're making these like by hand and you're doing them yourself, like there's this one T-shirt artist that I like on Etsy mm. that did a bunch of Bernie Sanders merch, okay. and that made him sell, sell out all of his shirts like right away. So yeah. finding something like that, like maybe like a pop culturey thing that people would buy as like you know a funny gift for someone or like mm -hmm. someone you're, you're a fan of, it might be fun to do some like you know, celebrity lookalikes. I mean, that's a great idea, especially with the amount of brand outreach that literally any project that comes down the pike does. You could just be like, you know, like say there was a new Avengers movie coming, and you're just like, oh, little Chris Evans. And then people are just like, oh my God. And Marvel is like, we want to license those, you know, like well, yeah, and crazier make, things have make happened. A, make a Matt Bronger bear. <laughs> I don't think that'll sell, but. I think it'll sell. Just a very, it's a very small, uh, niche market, but I think. Look, if they will do, they'll if they'll do. Niche uh, is where it's at. Niche is the future. If they'll do a a, a stuffy a stuffy soap and a stuffy bronze, <laughs> let's do that for the test market. You know. Yeah, we'll and see. We'll if, see how it goes. It, that'll graduate to like an animated show, and they'll be like, they'll be like, <laughs> uh, Borderland Friends, and we'll be meeting like it right on you know, British Columbia and Washington State. You know, way. Meet me in the San Juans, you know, that kind of thing. So I think I think we solved our problem. Okay, let's check out caller number two. Hi, Matt. My name's Tammy. I'm a 50-year-old white woman from Vancouver. And my greatest pet peeve right now is white women my age. I don't know how to talk to them. They're saying things that are ridiculous, and it's hard for me to believe that we come out of the same generation. Also, hmm. Congratulations to Sophie on her comedy award. Her comedy album was fantastic. I'm very I proud agree. of you as a Canadian woman. Have a great day, you guys. <laughs> wow. Wow, well, so cute. Oh, my that, God. Well, that's cool so nice. That? I didn't, uh, you'll have to forgive me. I did not congratulate you on your award. Oh, so that's okay. Congrats on that. And, uh, and I, I do own your album. I bought it. I really love it. Really? Um, yeah, totally. 
So Thanks. just FYI, just throwing that out there, but it's, it's uh, people should get it. And that's, hey, if you're looking to work for a way to support us comedians, buy albums, don't just stream them. So it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's like, it's really weird because you know, in Canada, we have these Juno Awards, which is like sure. technically our Grammys, but that's giving it a lot of credit. It's, you know, it's just our awards for albums. Totally. And I, this was like my first album that I ever put out. And I, you know, now I'm the first girl to win. I'm, I'm the youngest person Whoa, to ever win for, for comedy album. Yeah. How cool. I didn't know that. Sorry, go yeah. on. So just like cool. a man to cut you off. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I don't think you're really the problem. You're not really who we're working against. I appreciate that. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it's it's just kind of weird because like I recorded that album basically for Sirius XM plays because like in Canada I don't know how it is for for American comics but in Canada that's how like a lot of comedians make most of their income is like off of radio plays because we have a Sirius XM station that's only Canadian albums so that's like and we get paid in US dollars which is like fuck yeah for us we're all trying to get that USD but I basically, I was like my first nine years in comedy, I had all these jokes and I didn't really know, know what to do with it. So I did this album, but like I recorded it two years ago and then put it out last year. And it's like jokes from, from that long ago, it just are so like cringe isn't even a big enough word. Like I can't even listen to it sure. because it feels so amateur. Yeah. So I am, you know, excited for the attention towards it, but I did, I was kind of hoping to just kind of slide it under the radar, you know, as an album. Oh, wow. That's so funny. <laughs> well, you look, you have nothing to be ashamed of. It's a very funny album, but also speaking one comedian to another, you know, most people listening to this probably are not comedians. We hate almost everything we do. And yeah. it's like, it's like, even when it gets a massive laugh, we're like, oh, cool, I'll keep that. But then after we've done it about a thousand times, we're like, oh, it yeah. feels like you, you were dating someone and you don't want to date them anymore to the point where you're, let's say with like me, I'm with, a, I'm with this woman that I started dating, you know, eight months ago or even years. And I feel gay. Like, I, I don't want to be with her so much. I would rather be with the opposite sex and, and, and yeah. opposite sex. Like, it's just because because you, you have to work that joke until it's great. And I think most of us, like, anytime someone's like, hey, when, are you, when, are you, when do you know to do a new album or a new special? Or when do you know to burn your hour? It's like when I'm sick of it. And when I, when I feel like it's showing on stage, when I feel like I'm starting yeah. this joke and I'm just like, ugh. When you're rolling your eyes at yourself and people are like, what's the, what's the vibe? Why, uh -huh. why with the attitude? Yeah. Well, because everybody, if they're honest, just likes the immediacy of the moment. And if we could just improvise a perfect hour right now, fuck it. Give me something. I'll be amazing. I'm sure part of that hour would be good, but it's just like, you do really, you know, nobody, nobody really wants that. They want mm -hmm. the prepared stuff. So I, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is like, you, you, you didn't let them see a sweat. Like nobody knows listening to that album, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just speaking freely. Like I'm sure it's, I'm sure oh, it's fine. It's just horrible, horrible feeling for me. I'll get, I'll give you a, a free nightmare. Uh, Sophie, free one. Uh, <laughs> my wife discovered that my uh, jokes, a lot of my jokes are on TikTok and she got on TikTok and made a fucking account up and was like lip syncing my shit next to me and filming me. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and hearing, hearing, this awful like b-side bit from like way back 
and just me kind oh God, of stuttering my way to the point. Oh, oh my God. God, your wife is so funny. That's the funniest thing she I've is. ever heard. No, she's That's the funniest thing I've ever funny. heard. She's 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 funnier than me. Like she's she'd never want to do well, TikTok. TikTok is great. Number one, that's one thing that I've discovered since quarantine as well. Mm -hmm. But also just playing somebody's album. Like my boyfriend is in this group of friends. None of his friends are are comics. They're all best friends from high school. Okay. And all of them, like whenever anyone's given them like an aux cord at a party or something, they put on his first album. And he just like, it just makes him want to die. It's like the funniest thing. It's so worked up. That's so great. Stop yeah. it. Guys. Yeah. Okay, a lot well, of, let's, okay, sorry, let's answer this. Let's, no, no, no. Let's answer this lady's question. Yeah. Because I mean, let's, because I, and I will let you take this one away for us. Okay. Reasons. Yeah. So it was something that I was also just looking at was, um, I don't know who put it out, but I saw today on Twitter, someone has released this thing about the percentages of white women who voted for Trump and how that's how he got elected and how it was like 56% of white women voted for Trump or something that really makes you blink a lot. You know, yeah. it's, it's a real, really it's does. one of those, it's one of those. And this is like the biggest moment for, for white women because they really let everyone down. Like they really, <sighs> were the problem because you can kind of at this point expect white men in general as a voter block to be self-serving and to be trying to hold on to their power and blah blah however you want to yeah. philosophy that like you we can see that coming right white women are we're the we're the tiebreaker basically mm. because we're all all about feminism but a lot of white women are not about intersectional white um feminism like are not about supporting minorities and right and supporting trans people and stuff like that like white women have always stood behind white men mm. and this is our chance to switch over and and you know put weight on the other side and and they're not really doing it like as a as a, a demographic they're not really choosing the right side of history mm -hmm. and i don't know how to change it but i really agree with this phone call because it is embarrassing being a white woman at this point like i'm sure yeah. more so in america but like anywhere like mm -hmm. we we are choosing to maintain the privilege that we do have as yeah. opposed to like we can we can understand being discriminated against right. more than white men can so why can't we use that empathy to like use that empathy and use the power that we do have to move forward. It's for safety. I'm going to use a really long, like not long, but a, a really kind of awkward analogy uh, as like just talking about the Irish in America where, you know, right now there are a lot of white people who are just like, well, Irish people were slaves. No, not really, but. Oh, I'm Jewish. You should just Jewish people all the time. <laughs> Yeah, well, and Jewish people were slaves, uh, but like it's, it's in, and Irish people could be considered slaves, but just weren't brought in mass and chains on the level of that, you know, black people in America were, but that gets me to a point. Um, when uh, Irish people were the most discriminated, what you'd call white people, they, in, they created the term white people. They're like, look, we're white people. That was a way that white to uh, be included, to be included and to stop getting kicked around Irish people, Italians, um, anything that was that was considered fringe that was outside the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant uh, model. They were like, hey, at least they're white. Okay, fine, Irish people are fine. And in turn, 
a lot of the Irish people would turn around and kick black people's ass twice as bad to show, hey, look it, look at what I'm doing, I'm with you. And I'm not saying white women are doing that, but they are the ones that are constantly getting caught on tape being like, what are you doing here? You're not in this neighborhood, you know, get out of my country. And one reason they're doing that, I think, is for self-preservation from me, from, from, you know, straight white males who have been in power for millennia to kind of be like, hey, you know, like we talk about, you know, virtue signaling is something gets thrown around a lot. That's a way I won't say I don't virtue signaling annoys me because it's just like I get it if you're not those those women who like took a picture of themselves in front of the Black Lives Matter, like Black Lives Matter, and then they got in like their Mercedes and drove away from the protest and they put it on Instagram. Like, oh yeah, that is virtue signaling. Granted. Yeah. <laughs> but there's other kind there's 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 other kinds of signaling, you know. Those 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 women are kind of letting letting you know themselves get put on tape because it's like, like, yeah, they're gonna get vilified, but at the same time, they're like Look what I did, though. And they're, they walk into a Trump rally and become a celebrity, you know, and it's and not that that's the gain, but it's kind of a way to, to show out. So I think it's it's not as easy as um, like not like their plan is not to be on tape, obviously, but it is that thing of showing your husband and your husband's friends. I mean, I'm on the team, guys. So, you know, like I yeah, still but I also see think the benefits, you know, but it's, yes, it's wrong. Big... And it's sad, but I see where it's coming from, sadly. I told it is it's to get it's to get the benefits and I think that another perhaps subconscious benefit of it is if white men are still in power white women can't be the bad guy because mm. that's something worse than us and I think that that, that is something that is present like yeah. like think about you know how much white women react when when people say that they're racist or like right. doing anything wrong like mm -hmm. Like we don't want to be the worst one out there. And yeah. as long as white men are around doing right. shit, we're still second worst. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, the term Karen is getting thrown around really hard. And like, you know, I, I have the same react. I just think it's kind of funny, but like, yeah. there's no Karen for, for me, for, for us first. No, there's never been, there's never there's been, never a, been because a name that can hurt a white man's it, feelings. It has, it has to be a diminutive, you have to be at a diminutive level to be given a diminutive name, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, something to think about, but I will say to the caller, like you're one of the good ones. And I firmly believe with all my heart, the good ones outnumber the bad ones. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're good or bad people, but I mean, people that are doing good things like, you know, my mom is a, 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 an amazing white woman who's worked for social change her whole life. And most people haven't, but there's, mm -hmm. it's never too late to start. And it's kind of just like right now, a lot of us white folks are, are really, if we're doing the right thing, looking inward and going, look, I got to change now or never. And I have to look at how I have to change. And I, I, I have to, rather than go, I think I'm fine. You know, find out what you can do that's better or worse. You're never going to be perfect, and you're always going to benefit from the system. But it's it's all about my my uh, friend David Purdue. He's a black comedian in Atlanta. Said it said it, we were texting back and forth about stuff, and he was just like, he's like, man, I don't care if you've got a rocket launcher or a rock, as long as we're aiming at the same thing, then you're cool. Yeah, like we're trying, you know, and yeah. that, that could be said for any any kind of thing where it's like, I really I think this person uh, who called in is 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 just a really you know, good hearted person because she didn't say, you know, she didn't differentiate herself from it. She was kind of like, how have we gone wrong? You know? Yeah. And, but another thing about her is like, because the people on the right side of it 
feel this way and don't know how to talk to, to other, you know, their, their peers, like you're, you're not going to be driven to confrontation because of those, you know, empathetic instincts you have, but those are the people that need to start being louder. And like confrontation is, I think, basically the main fear that good people have in the world. And that's what, that's what holds good things back is, is people, Mm -hmm. is good people's fear of confrontation versus bad people thriving with confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and living for it because they have, they have this, this holy fire within them that is horrifically misguided. Um, but I hope that, I hope that helps her. I think she's fantastic and, and she has great taste. So, um, yeah, it seems okay. like you have great callers. <laughs> I think I do. I get, yeah. I get some cool people. I don't get too many maniacs or, or maybe Renee is filtering out all kinds of screaming <laughs> idiots, but for the most part, it's fun. Okay. So let's, let's do the, the third call, um, and third and final call. Oh, Hello. Um, I have three uh, very short pet peeves that I'm hoping uh, you and Sophie could help me with. Uh, Number one is my husband, well, live-in boyfriend, is um, always uh, clearing his throat, but he's also very sensitive, so I've never been able to try to get him to stop doing that. Uh, Okay, quickly. Second is my mom, who is extremely sweet, uh, constantly snipples, and also because of her sweetness I can never ask her you know to fix that and then um, the third one is uh, my dog Uh, my dog uh, is always wanting me to go downstairs with him he sort of shows me his bum I can't really describe it but he tries to herd me downstairs and he's very stubborn so I always end up downstairs where it's very cool but I can never get any anything done in my life Uh, thank you for any help goodbye (laughs) Your your mother is hilarious. I, oh my and god, also, she's so cute. I think your mom is is kind of my mom because my mom, but my mom would never like my mom like if I'd be like you know like do you have to blow your nose You're like almost <laughs> right away, you know. Well, this um, is the thing is she's been going off about grandma's sniffles for a really long time, and my mom does it literally. Like I'll bring tissues out while we're out because she's doing that the whole time. And I'm like, do you want to blow your nose? And she's like, was I doing it? And I'm like, yeah, you were doing it. And the thing is, I'm sure one day I will do it. Like, it's just part of our family. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it, and it's, and it's cooler up North, you know, (laughs) not Ottawa, but I mean, but also, also regarding her dog, because I have the inside scoop on this. Please. Yes. You're the expert no one in our family trains dogs and like I don't know if it's just like a poor person thing to not train your dog I don't want to be classist against my own family but we've never had trained dogs they're always like rescue dogs so they always have like a really yeah they all have PTSD and they're very dangerous they always jump up they're they're always big they jump up they snap they're not good dogs and then everyone in the family is like oh we have all these problems with the dog and it's like maybe put a little bit of time maybe invest some training time she yeah. does this thing called drop trades, and all my friends know about it. This dog, my mom's dog, goes and will steal something in the house, usually socks, underwear, clothing, a shoe, whatever. Okay. And my mom goes, ooh, somebody wants to do a drop trade. And so she gets a treat and gives the dog a treat to get the thing back. And they do this multiple times a day and clearly has trained the dog to go steal stuff to get a treat. To get a treat, Yeah. Well, yeah, and then I'm like, you shouldn't reward that because it's like ruining shoes and stuff. And then she's like, okay, I won't do it. But she loves it. She loves that little 
one because it's like, we just love to communicate with our animals mm-hmm. so it's just like the only form of communication they have but it's not good I'm so, so if you glad. want the dog to stop <laughs> I'm so glad you have you have insight on this because it's like I always when people call it's like I'll be like like that first one okay I think we can help with that second one sure third one nope like anything with a dog I'm like I don't know what to tell you I don't know how to train a dog I can't so like, well I'm I just found this this Instagram account that my mom and I have both been following called I think it's called what about bunny and it's this dog and it's in this like training thing I don't know who invented it but there's all these buttons on the ground with different words like outside and you know mom dad play whatever and the dog is like communicating by pressing these buttons and can do like multiple word sentences and like pretty long thoughts whoa it's the craziest thing I've ever seen it's like it's super cute the dog will be like outside now mom like fully like like grammar basically and I know that this bunny person didn't invented but this is like a dog that's really thriving with these things and like <laughs> like my mom's dog doesn't know sit you know what i mean like yeah. to see the, to see the range of intelligence that's mm-hmm. capable for dogs it's amazing yeah well it's it's funny how like your your mom mother's dog like probably knows sit but it's like nah i don't do that i'll 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 do that i'll i'll do a drop trade i know <laughs> i fully understand what that is but uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say yeah um so as to your uh, mother's boyfriend slash your stepdad slash uh, husband um uh mm-hmm. what about the throat when she said the throat clearing I wonder I I couldn't tell if she meant he was sensitive about her saying stop clearing your throat or he has a really sensitive throat so he has to keep clearing it you, what um you- I think it's I think it's the former okay. but also I think I've heard this throat clearing thing from a lot of my female friends about their boyfriends I think just as men get older they make unpleasant sounds all the time yeah. and that's that's what you're signing up for like if you don't want unpleasant sounds just be a lesbian mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i find i more talk to myself kind of like i'll go in the other room and i'll have a thought and be like whatever, whatever. and my wife's like what <laughs> what did you say i'm like it's not i should but it's like that's on me i, mm-hmm. I should go ahead and just have you know thoughts i know i don't i don't clear my throat or, or cough too much i don't think but and I don't think my dad does either. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily, I think sometimes people kind of, like I had a, I had a, a voice teacher once, voice teacher slash theater teacher who was like, you know, people clear their throats too much where it's kind of like you want the cilia, you know, the tiny hairs in your throat, you want them to stay moist. And the more you clear your throat, the more you're clearing, you know, like if you've got to clear your throat, sure. But sometimes people just kind of, they do it anxiously almost like you crack your knuckles and you don't have to things like that so i'm sure mm-hmm. maybe maybe men uh do that especially at a certain age because we can't get it through our heads that maybe there's nothing to do right there and then that <laughs> like well I maybe she be. can tell him about this throat hairs moistness situation yeah mention that'll it. help mention but it. my friend uh, my my friend Kaylee, her she texted me pretty early in quarantine that the throat clearing from her boyfriend was getting out of control and she didn't really know what to do and that it was causing a lot of conflict and that he had suggested maybe I can just have one day where I can just clear it as much as I want and then oh, maybe that'll weird. slow it down afterwards. No, what? <laughs> so weird. I don't know. And I love couple fights. I love little couple fights. Like on oh, my podcast, best. I did a whole thing where it's like, send in your quarantine fights that are definitely not based on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, my, my wife and I are so like, we know what f- mess with us about the other one 
but it's like, you know, I'll be like, sometimes like, like I will have, I've told her like, Hey, can you fucking like listen to me when I'm talking to you and not zone out? And she'll still oh, kind of just, yeah. yeah she'll, huh? And like the other day it was funny. Cause like, I mean, it's just, it was so ridiculous. It made me laugh because we drove to the post office and I got out of the car and it was like 95 degrees and I'm standing in the sun and she's in the car with the AC going and just looking at like at nothing. And I'm like, Hey, so I'm getting what, like 50 stamps, babe, honey. I get, and I just yelled, I'm on the surface of the fucking sun. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. Yes, get 50. But it was just this thing where, you know, I didn't say it like, you bitch. I just said it like, what, what, what world are we in? You know, so we kind of just like, it was just, I think it's, I think if, if, if a guy who likes to clear his throat enough, kind of like, uh, you know, they can, I think maybe they should train them a little bit and just your, your, your mom and your friend should react. Like when they clear their throat, oh my God. Like just make an equally annoying sound. Just flip, yeah, just Rather than it. just internalize it and go, oh, I've told him so many times. I'm not gonna tell him. Just, just make some. Well, it's just, also, you also have to remember like the big couple advice is always like, it's not you against this other person. It's you two together against your problems. So you got to find a solution sure, together. Totally. And it's like, you know, mm -hmm. if the, <laughs> or just flip your lid every time they do it. No, I, I don't mean even, I don't mean you necessarily flip their lid, but I think they're just like, you're just like, um, Did you used every to have a stand up bit about that, about how, like, if someone was complaining, you just have to complain bigger. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Is that you, I don't think it was me. Uh, I had, I used to have a bit about how, like, I hate when there's a, when a bunch of people are standing in line, like a long line, and then someone starts just complaining to everyone about it and making up conspiracy theories. Like this is, this is ridiculous. They <laughs> uh, always, they always exhale and they, it's just like, you're just a whiny bitch, sir. You know, like that. Know, and so like, I would just, so if a guy is like, uh, uh, like I'd be like, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, just making a, a stronger guttural male noise that he's just like, is he copying me? But worse, or, or that, like, it's just because it, they kind of be quiet. But so that, but I don't know how you'd ever. I don't know if I've ever recorded. Well, I used that, to but. when I first started comedy. It's ten years ago. You know, I'm fifteen, living in Ottawa, Ontario. The only way I knew how to find stand-up clips of like American comics was rooftop comedy. Oh, right. And right you were very widely featured on Rooftop Comedy. So you were one of my main influences starting oh. comedy. Oh, that's yeah, so your, cool. Your iconic owl joke. Everyone knows about right. it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. That's nice. Oh. Where were we? I forgot. I think we solved all my mom's problems. I she has a great life. I'm not worried about her. No. And it sounds like she does. And I like that she's just like, just a... a, a, a a, a woman of, of just de definition like like here, silence <laughs> one two three and i'm then i'm just well, gonna go well she know? also like she's like very introverted like she really likes complete uh -huh. silence and growing up it was like it was, it was just kind of me and my mom and we would and she's also a painter right so okay i grew up in like i'm very extroverted but i grew up in this house that was like very silent like, like no t no sounds clearly like just doesn't like sounds right. and so and i'm an only child so our like, you know, when we would like hang out, it was a lot of times it was her painting me. So I would have to sit like, you know, fully still and not move and not 
talk or anything. Mm -hmm. So I had like such a weird experience trying to make friends after that because I thought that people really liked when I was quiet and still. So I'd like go up to people I like and just fight against all my instincts to (laughs) not move. That's amazing. And they would not like me. I'd be like, oh, it's probably the mix between natural lighting and artificial lighting. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you when you finally broke out of that, do you think? When you finally were just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to be me and I'm going to be loud or whatever, I'm going to be outward. I don't know. I think I'm I'm still not loud. Um, no. And I don't know if I would be loud from a different parenting style, but I'm definitely like, a, I can, I can, I have a very easy time around introverts. So like my boyfriend is, is also very quiet and introverted and okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not a loud person, but you seem very comfortable kind of just being around, you know, like hanging out with yeah. people and stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Loud was the wrong term. I think I kind of meant like, like living out loud. <laughs> I think that's what I meant to use, to use a ridiculous term. Um, well, okay. So let's, let's, let's plug. Uh, what have you got to, to throw out there that you, people can enjoy that you are a part of? Um, well, I have my podcast called Obsessed with Sophie Buttle. And when the borders open back up and I moved down to the States, I'd love to have you on if you're interested. I'm all. into it for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Not to put you on the spot, you know, in front of I'm everybody, in. but he's agreed to it. So I've got it. Absolutely. And then, you know, you can, you could listen to my album, um, a little bit of bottle, but yeah, I prefer you listen to my podcast because, you know, because of all the things I said. Okay. On my album, but <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, but, but hey, viral album too. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to plug a book I'm reading that's really oh, good. Oh, yeah, please. I'm, I'm kind of late to the party on it, but it's called How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. It's about magic mushrooms, but it's like, it's like a very scientific book, but Mm. it's really good. And it's a really easy read and it's really blowing my mind. I should check that out. I love mushrooms. Uh, I do too. I've never had a bad experience on mushrooms. I have, but it was absolutely my fault. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't an experience like, ah, I'm losing my mind. I, we, uh, we, we had, we did Couchella one year where you can watch Coachella from your couch and you can just flip through <laughs> screens, uh, stages on one screen. And I had a couch. That's cool. I didn't know you could do that. And my, yeah. And my, uh, my friend Dave Holmes was just starting a microdose, just trying that out. And I'm like, Oh, you have mushrooms. And I just ate enough like to be actually be it at, at Coachella itself, not couch. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right. And then I, I'm in bed with my wife and like, we're trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep, but I just keep flipping and flipping and flipping. And she's like, you have to sleep in, in the office. And so I folded out the thing <laughs> and I, I, and I put my bed out and I sat there and I was angry at her. But then I had a conversation with myself like Gollum did in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No joke where I'm just like, just like, why is she being such an asshole? Like, you know what? I think you are, you need to calm down. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Like, I'm not joking. I did it like this. And then, and I, and I relaxed myself enough. And I was like, I talked some sense into myself. Like, that's amazing. That's I amazing split to... into the, you know, these two halves. But so it, but maybe it wasn't like, the terror. It was the big thing they say. Sorry, go on. No, no, I say in, in finality, uh, it's not, it wasn't like a terrible trip, but it was bad for her. So put it that way. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, yeah secondhand bad trip but that's what they say that's like the very first part of this book is like to have a good experience on mushrooms it's all about set and setting like 
you have to have a setting that's like very calm that's why people like to be outside and yes. mindset so if you're like grumpy at all and you're mm. not like you don't have a goal to get something out of it you're probably not gonna have a good time no and you can't take it like you might take uh you know your kind of your your ecstasy or your coke where it's kind of like i'm having a bummer time maybe i'll take this sweet upper and feel better you not that that works anyway if you're in a bad mood <laughs> nothing's really going to cure that um besides you know good human connections but mushrooms is maybe the worst for that yeah. you know it's just like <laughs> this party sucks yeah like, mushrooms are not going to turn your day turn your day around <laughs> i got fired <sighs> no yeah no, <laughs> not cool well, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I'm glad to have had even just had this time just to talk with you for a long extended period. That yeah, wasn't it's been backstage. really nice getting to know you. Yeah, you too. You too. So I don't know. I, I wish you the best of luck. And um, thank you for coming on. And everybody, everybody check out Sophie Buttles. She's hilarious. Thanks, Matt. You got it. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you'd like to get some advice, call me 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. 0228 and uh myself and my guest to help you out thanks so much this might help with matt bronger was created and hosted by me matt bronger produced by outer circle media executive producers matt kleinschmidt and robert kelly for the laugh button podcasts